0: All right, so this might sound a little different to everyone because this is the first episode that we're recording not in the same room. We're not in the Florida room. I'm not in the Florida room. Are you in the Florida room? Uh,
1: uh, nope, I am I'm in the computer room, and I'm okay. surrounded by computers, obviously. Uh, guitars and amplifiers.
0: Nice. And
1: alcohol still.
0: That's and amazing. alcohol. I i uh i made in in true more later style i decided to go with the mixed drink and i'm drinking an old-fashioned in uh in a new glass that i bought the the first purchase for the new digs that are coming up soon and uh so i i thank you for your uh bourbon recommendation that i was able to find with no problem uh,
1: you uh purchased the uh the uh, four roses right
0: That's it. Yep. Yep. Just, just as you said, and found the bitters. And, um, and I, the only thing I did, I didn't go with the orange peel garnish. I went with the, uh, clementine peel garnish, (laughs) but mixing it up a little bit. And I, I have to say, I didn't have any laying ice, so Mm -hmm. I just had to use the regular old ice cubes that we have out of the refrigerator. Okay. I made this drink probably, I guess it's been half an hour now and, um, there's no ice left. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, I mean, so I have a, I have a watered down drink here, but that's all right. So, um,
1: um, listeners out there, what is the moral here?
0: Use laying ice laying ice. Yeah. Although I I will say I'm drinking this and my mouth is pretty damn happy. (laughs) I don't know about my drink, but my mouth, my mouth is happy.
1: There you go. So,
0: not probably not as happy as it would be with with laying ice. That's right. um, so, do we want to talk about why we're recording separately?
1: Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you no, know, I work in healthcare, and um, I'm sort of taking extra precautions and distancing myself. So, so I'm not taking any possibility of sickness into people's homes
0: so smart thinking yeah i'm sure you know all the because you you work i mean your your job by definition is kind of working with higher risk people right yeah people who are sick so yeah um you know if you can avoid bringing you know stuff into into them i'm sure it's Better all around for everyone, so... I think so. So we're going to be doing this for... We weren't sure if we were going to be able to figure out how to do it, but uh, think to the wonders of modern technology and a little bit of troubleshooting, uh, we figured it out, and we'll be able to hopefully keep recording these uninterrupted and uh, give everybody a little uh, distraction from the chaos of the world. And, uh, and honestly, like... I don't know about how you feel about it, but for me, it's a good distraction, too, just being able to come and talk about, you know, crazy, stupid stuff for an hour and just kind of forget about everything else, you know?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's a nice outlet, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, well, um, the first thing that I have on on my list of things to talk about tonight, though, is related to all of everything that's going on and have you noticed that like some of the same terms keep coming up and we're, we're now used to phrases that like we didn't even like think about up until a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And you know um, who is it at the end of the year? Like Webster's or um, oh. dictionary.com or something have like the word of the year. Right. And I'm pretty sure that they probably that the word of the year is probably already locked up and it would have to be a pretty drastic year, you know, rest of the nine months of the year to uh, to overcome social distancing. <laughs> There's no way that that's not going to be the word of the year. Right. I mean, it's like something catastrophic, even more catastrophic happens. It's going right. to be social distancing.
1: And and that was a um, used um, term uh, back in the early 1900s,
0: actually. Oh, was it?
1: Yeah, uh, they used it during the Spanish influenza. Uh, I think. Ah,
0: okay. Yeah. In that was early 1918. 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know that. I I just assumed. Uh... I, I wonder if it's because it has the word social in it, like social network. That, right. you know, I assume, I mean, I know social has, it's not just social network, but I just think of like social, social distancing just sounds like a very 2020 word, not a 1918 word. Right. But. Uh,
1: yeah, the um, one that bothers me is um, the new n- normal.
0: yeah yeah new normal yeah i mean yeah yeah if it's
1: uh, if it's normal i don't really think it can be new
0: right (laughs) (laughs) right Right. yeah um but also like Mm self-quarantine that's something that we didn't hear until that until all of this and uh flatten the curve Mm. you know the idea that you want to lessen the impact and, you know, make right. it more elongated, like flatten the curve. So right. I mean, you know, new normal social distancing, self quarantine, flatten the curve. Like we're, we're just getting, you know, all new COVID arm. Yeah. We're, we're just, we're just, you know, just <laughs> writing up a whole new dictionary now. Yeah. Um, so I, the whole thing though, it's just, you know, it's, Today, I uh, my the other day, I encouraged – I don't think you, that you heard this. I added it on after we recorded at your house. I I came home and put a little thing on the beginning of it, um, encouraging people to kind of keep a journal of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, or, you know, even if you don't do a journal, just, like, record some – you know, you can do a, a voice, um, like, memo on your phone or something and just kind of record – what's going on because this is stuff we've never seen before and we've nobody's experienced before. And it'll just be cool to have kind of a, uh, you know, uh, write down, keep track of stuff that you haven't thought of, or, you know, that you might forget in later days. So, uh, my kids have, have started a, uh, coronavirus journal and. Have you them... read them yet? I, I have not. No. Um, Will you it,
1: afterwards?
0: I don't know, and but at this point, you know, it's more of a chore for them, and they're kind of like, ah, you know, it's kind of like one of those things. You know, you have to you have to do a few things throughout the day, and then you know, one of them is that you have to do your journal, and they kind of hate it, but <laughs> uh, they'll be someday they'll thank us, right? Like many things in parenting, someday you'll thank me. So. But I mean, when you're off school four weeks, you got to do something, you know.
1: Yeah, and um, right now they're just off, and then they have spring break next week, right? And then right, okay,
0: yeah, and then then they're doing e-learning the two weeks after that. Mm-hmm. But they the school called tonight, a uh, uh, like recorded call tonight, and the e-learning isn't even going to be five days a week. It's like, um, like Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of the following week mm-hmm. and then just Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of the week after that. So they're only doing it like 7 of those 10 days.
1: Kind of like college classes.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I you know, not to sound not to sound not to toot my own parenting horn, but like I'm I'm my kids will get some work done and we'll actually do some stuff, but kids whose parents don't have as much time to spend with them and stuff it's it you know some kids are really going to fall, fall far behind and if you start looking at you know eight weeks off or something like that you're it, it it almost gets to the point where it it's almost hard to justify moving anybody onto an onto the next grade you know when you're m- missing a quarter of the year at the end you know depending on how things turn out but
1: that would be horrible to have to repeat because of the fucking coronavirus.
0: Right, right. I mean, even, you know, I, because it's going to be everybody, maybe they'll end up working something out where, like, um, you know, you move on to the next grade next year. But then the first quarter of the year is just, like, you know, doing the stuff you should have been doing now and then kind of speed through the rest of it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it
0: out. Yeah. But I was... Do you remember... um, I know you do because we talked about it a couple weeks ago. In January of 1994, we missed a couple of days of school because it was really cold outside. Yes. And we thought that was like the greatest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Like two days off. And those are like the only days I ever remember missing. Yeah. Like I don't remember uh, snow days or anything.
1: Right. uh, We were... Let out early once in eighth grade, so that would have been like ninety. I think it was 91, 92. Yeah, because of weather, but I mean they yeah. um let us out at like fucking one thirty, and the school wrapped up at like two forty anyway. So
0: right, so it wasn't that right wasn't that, um, but. You know, they, they've they missed, in the past few years, they've missed plenty of snow days. They haven't had any snow days this year, but they had snow days last year and, you know, cold days last year. And now they're missing four weeks. I mean, we were happy just with two days, and now they're getting like, here, have a month off. Right. It's like, man, they're going crazy. Do, um, they,
1: do they like it? I mean, are the, so are they liking this time off, or are they like worried about you no know, like if people will get sick or what
0: no they're they're liking it um my daughter didn't wake up until 11 o'clock today so <laughs> when did she go I, to bed? I i have no idea i mean i went to bed um i don't even know I don't, I don't even know like a little bit before midnight i guess and she was she and ben were in his room playing and like not even I mean, it it seemed like it was, you know, seven o'clock at night and they're just they're just kind of hanging out doing whatever. So um, Ben did say that all of his friends are complaining that they're bored. But um, Ben, like they I don't know. Ben never really complains that he's bored and the other kids always just kind of find stuff to do. So they they always you know, they're living it up at not not having to go to school. I mean, it's, you know, this is only day, what, three. So we'll check back next week and see how they feel. But right. as of as of now, they're loving it. So um, I saw, I was in the store yesterday and I saw uh, one of Ben's friends was there with her mom. And the, the mom said that she would, the, the kid was said she was ready to go back to school. <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know i don't know about that but yeah i get i mean i don't know i guess if you're it it helps that, that you know there's so many damn kids here they always have somebody to hang out with or whatever so that keeps them busy so anyway lots of uh coronavirus craziness going on um speaking of uh let's see all right um Speaking of staying active, do you think it's too late for us to learn how to ski?
1: Um, I don't think so. I mean, it, like, um, like if you want to alpine ski or like slalom, maybe or whatever <laughs> that really bumpy one is. What is that? Yeah. One? The oh,
0: slalom where you're going like back and forth around the gates and stuff?
1: No, uh, no, uh, mogul.
0: What's mogul? I don't think I know what that is.
1: Mogul has those bumps, you're just hitting like all these. All these oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, okay, just yeah,
0: that, yeah, that looks like it would be super rough on the knees, yeah.
1: So, I mean, That's that stuff maybe but i'm sure if it wasn't now now i haven't skied ever and i probably won't ever ski uh, yeah
0: that was going to be my other question do you have any interest in it
1: no i mean i mean, I like watching it and i i don't know i would fucking run into a tree i would yeah. break my neck i have some coordination i think but not that kind of coordination
0: yeah, I, don't, I, that I mean, my problem is probably for the first little while that I was doing it, I'd be, you know, I'd have Sonny Bono and Michael Kennedy in the back of my head, and just think, you know, I'm I'm gonna hit a tree here in no right. time. I, but I, I,
1: we can figure it out on a normal hill, and whatever a normal hill is i don't know i'm picturing maybe some hill in michigan or Wisconsin. Yeah. we can probably figure that out but if you're heading to like fucking colorado or wyoming or utah that's probably out of the question
0: yeah i mean you know i don't want to start off on some hill like devil's run or something.
1: Right. yeah <laughs> no. i mean maybe we could uh um do the Wheeler landfill first.
0: <laughs> and then, the you Wheeler, but then you're going to be you're going to be dodging those methane outlet oh, pipes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. You don't want to do that. That would. That's always my concern about going sledding at Centennial Park, which mm-hmm. is built on top of a dump.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know they have. I've never really been able to find where the sledding hill is, but I've seen people sledding on the on the side that has the methane pipes and. I I don't know. It just seems like it's bad news, right? But, um, I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot lately and I talked to this professor, this econ professor at school about it a couple years ago. And he's like, I don't know. He's like in his, uh, I don't know, early seventies probably. And Mm he's, he's like a fit guy. He's like a pretty athletic guy. And he, you can just tell, you know, by, you know, he's old, but he's still, he still looks like he could kick somebody's ass. And um, I was talking to him. I don't know how it came up, but he said that he didn't start skiing till he was, like, in his 40s. Okay. And that he went, he started skiing because he had friends who skied, and he just went on vacation with them, so he started. And uh, he said that they thought that he was going to have a real difficult time figuring it out, but he was actually able to kind of catch on to it pretty easily, so... Maybe, you know, maybe you have to be super athletic to catch on to it. I don't know. But I just think it would be because I love sledding. Right. Which, you know, I I just I hate winter so much that if I had something more to look forward to in the winter, you know, instead of just being like, oh, damn it, I don't want to be cold all the time. Right. If I could be like, oh, well, it's almost ski season, you know. Yeah. Then maybe that would lessen winter a little bit. But I also wonder, like, people that go on vacation to, like, be cold in Colorado. I always think, like, why why aren't you going to, like, Mexico or something in the winter, you know? Like, why do you want to be go somewhere and be cold?
1: Well, I mean, there are people that actually like that cold. I mean...
0: Yeah, I don't know yeah. what's wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, Eskimos, probably. <laughs> I don't know. And then I remember you know uh oh man what's his name is it dean cameron dean. like s- ski school or ski patrol yeah, Those, yeah,
1: yeah uh, uh uh ski school
0: ski school yeah from like you know the mid 90s mm-hmm. i i used to love that movie again oh, yeah, uh, i haven't watched it in a rather well no i mean i was watching it when i was we were probably what 15 16 probably still a little inappropriate but yeah a a real a real fun skiing movie and just like craziness but um
1: do you think it holds up
0: (laughs) oh man i i think it's one of those things you have to you have to go in with a mindset you know you have to like turn back time in your mind like 20 years i bet to check it out and and appreciate it i don't know
1: yeah i i think it might seem a little bit childish
0: yeah, and, and a little bit just, you know, probably obnoxious. You know, yeah. the, the, those people that you think are cool when you're younger, when you get older, you're just like, you're j- j- just yeah. get out of here. Yeah. We want to talk to you. What
1: an asshole. Yeah. Get away from me.
0: <laughs> you think that about somebody? Shocking. No, me? No. I love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously not skiing now because it's almost, time is almost up this year. but And the other downside of that is I think it's a pretty expensive thing to do. I mean, skis and all the equipment and everything, it's got to be a pretty penny to get started on skiing.
1: Yeah, um, I'm not really sure how much skis cost.
0: Yeah, me neither. I mean, it, to me, it seems like one of those things that probably costs way more than I think it should. Right. right. You know, because they're probably some, you know, NASA-engineered material or something, and Titanium. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, you, I mean, you can probably go to, like, ski... Uh, Mars? Like, <laughs> ski Mars. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> is that the walmart version for yeah. skis? yes yeah. um like like a ski resort is the word i was looking okay. for and, like, and rent them or something i don't know but maybe maybe that maybe that'll be on the next uh the next vacation idea is a ski place i don't know i'll just watch out for the trees so
1: do you do you have any interest in possibly trying it out or do you have some new challenge you would undertake?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would, I would like to try it out just because it does look fun, you know, and, and it's one of those things that um just yeah, it, it, like some things it just, you know, you, you think, Oh, that looks fun, but then you don't even know how to begin with it, you know? or you don't even know how to go about pursuing it or whatever. And with skiing, it's just like, you know, I would go like, just thinking about like, I'm just going to go to like some ski resort and walk into the ski shop and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't know where to go. And I don't know how to stand on these things. And I don't know how to stop. And you know, you'd, you'd have, you'd almost have to like just take lessons right off the bat. So you don't end up killing yourself. You know. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm open to it. I it, it's not like I have anything better to spend my my money on than draining it into a super expensive hobby.
1: Pick up wood, woodwielding. Yeah.
0: yeah. How, how about you? Are you gonna go skiing?
1: No. No, yeah. I would rather. I mean, this this may sound That's idiotic, but I would rather try to chase a tornado than excuse yeah because i yeah. feel like i would still have some control I mean, obviously tornadoes you can't predict them uh they can change paths but if you're safe and you you relatively know what's up you're not right by it but with skiing, once you get that momentum, if you one fucking false move, and you're a snowball.
0: Yeah, that right. that's what I that's what I worry about is you know the inability to stop because even, like well, I haven't rollerbladed in years, but even when I was pretty proficient on rollerblades, I was proficient rollerblading. I wasn't really proficient at stopping. Right. You know, I never really got the hang. Not of on
1: bicycles either. Yeah. <laughs>
0: did you talk to dave no no why i I, because i just i sorry listeners brian and i are just having a conversation now but um i i talked to dave yesterday okay and uh he was saying that he they went they went away for a weekend uh to a little uh cabin in georgia and
1: right right texted him we were texting but
0: yeah, they were yeah. they were they were hiking and he said that he was reminded of uh one of the times that I fell off my bike and like tumbled down the side of that like mountain oh, yeah. and he that said he looked
1: actually back pretty scary. Uh, like,
0: yeah, he said he just saw my orange shirt like tumbling through the <laughs> the brush or whatever. I
1: thought, I thought you were going to get impaled by a fucking tree. I'm lucky that I didn't. It was pretty it was bad It was pretty bad. I can't really remember what caused it. Did you hit something, or did you just not stop right?
0: Come on. Come on. You You know. You know that, like, okay, I've wrecked on my bike more than probably anybody you know. Right. 75% of those wrecks were caused by nothing other other than me. So I'm sure that I just did something. Well, Dave reminded me that it was the we were riding our bikes on a trail that was rated like on a level of like five difficulty. It was like a level four difficulty Mm -hmm. only after we were done. Did we realize that it was a level four hiking? Mm -hmm. Like you're not even supposed to have a bike on it. It was like that difficult just to hike. And we're, we idiots are out there on our bikes. So I'm sure I was just going too fast or tried to cut a corner or something and just, went flying off my bike but yeah i uh i think was...
1: one of your best reps was when i met you on um Smartson road on oh, man. rails to trails and you were acting like you were gonna run into my car and yeah and i just watch it in slow motion i'm like Man, I think he really thinks he's gonna hit my car, and then all of a sudden, flip, tumble, tumble, tumble. It was,
0: yeah. It was well, awesome. I, I I was trying to go between two of those like parking space barrier things, yeah. and when I pedaled, my pedal got too low and clipped one <laughs> one of them, and I <laughs> I fell. So, I mean, I I'm an expert. Fall, bike faller so much so that i was riding bikes with my kids uh i don't know if it was this summer or last summer but i was telling them some story about me falling off and my son brian said uh dad you sure have a lot of stories about falling off of your bike <laughs> I was like, yeah i do and the thing is like i consider myself a pretty decent rider uh, you know it's just like do you have know. that bike still uh, I, yeah, I have that that uh, um, specialized yeah, that I bought.
1: Green one, right?
0: The green one, yeah. yeah like 1997 for Man. like three or four hundred dollars or something. But yeah, that's still the bike that I ride, and uh, it's still in good shape. I it's it needs it needs a little bit of a tune up, but it's still it's still fun to ride. So. Um, I don't know how, oh, we got on that because I, you know, so yeah, if I'm falling off my bike, I'm, I can imagine the problems that I'm going to have skiing, you know, and not being able to stop on my bike, not being able to stop on skis right? and going downhill on skis. You're probably, you can probably build up a pretty big head of steam, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, aren't they, they're traveling like, like 15 miles an hour or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the real speed, but. I mean, Yeah, fucking fast.
0: Yeah, but then like I love watching the Olympics and oh, and seeing like like uh, especially like the ski jumping and they're just like going down that hill and then they right. fly like two hundred feet or whatever. Right. Man, like I, c- I could be like Eddie the Eagle. Remember that guy? He like I forget where he was from, but he sucked. He was in like the nineteen eighty eight or ninety two Olympics, I think. Okay. And. He, he was just like horrible, but everybody loved him because he was so horrible. And, um, did like where was he from? I want to, he might have been from England. Okay. Um, and he was, he was like the entire ski team. Okay. Like that's how he qualified. He was the ski team from that country. And that's, and so he, he, uh, he would go like half as far as, as, uh, the other people. And actually, you know what? It just occurred to me, I saw that movie with him years ago. and They made a movie about him in, like, 2014. And maybe it wasn't 2014. Let's see. Um, and I think that the guy in it was the same guy that played Elton John, which that just now, it is, it is Taryn Edgerton. I the whole time I was watching that Elton John movie, I was like, "I've seen this guy before. Where the hell have I seen this guy before?" And he played Eddie the Eagle in the Eddie the Eagle movie in 2015. Anyway, you should you if you don't know the story of Eddie the Eagle, you should watch the movie. It's good.
1: Yeah, I'll uh, have to have to yeah, look that up. I haven't um, heard of it. Okay, and- I'm surprised.
0: I'm surprised you don't remember the guy. You were watching the Olympics back then, weren't well,
1: you? Ninety ninety two was uh, uh, Lillehammer, right?
0: Um, no, ninety two was Albertville. Oh, Albertville. Ninety four was Lillehammer. Okay. Yeah. God, why do I why do I know that? I don't know. I was obsessed with the Olympics. Eighty eight was Calgary. Ninety two was Albertville, Albertville, France, and ninety four was Lillehammer. Okay. Because that's when they switched it to off years, because they they only went two years between 92 and 94.
1: Yeah. And that threw me off. I uh, I remember thinking back then, I I think they fucked up. Like, (laughs) it hasn't been four years. What the hell is going on? It's only been two years?
0: (laughs) that's awesome you thought you were going to like reveal some big thing to them like, yeah, wait yeah. you guys miscalculated you can't add you can't add that. you guys are obviously aren't in the math math olympia <laughs> jeez do you crazy. watch them still um I still like them I didn't so the last olympics in 2018 I didn't really watch at all Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I will watch them. I don't even remember where they were in 2018. Um, Vancouver
1: in 2018. Um, 2018.
0: No, uh, that was in um Korea. Oh, were they in Korea? Yeah. Oh, I see. I don't. That's bad. I can remember 1994,
1: but not 2018. Yeah, yeah, they were awesome. I get the th- the thing I always tell myself each time is that I won't watch figure skating because it's judged. I try to oh right I try to not watch judge sports because it's subjective right it's actually one of the reasons why I don't watch college football because it's fucking it's figure skating on a. on a football field because right. taking it's not just wins and losses. It's how you win and who you're beating. What's your RPI and what's the strength of schedule and what's fuck that that's fucking figures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I always get reeled in. I always get reeled in and I get fucking pissed off <laughs> last time. Uh, there was a Russian figures, um, uh, Gator uh, Medvedeva And she was so Fucking good And she She blew her teammate Out of the water Artistically
0: uh-huh. But
1: she didn't do Like a The harder jumps in the Second half and they fucking took it Away from her she fucking Kicked ass but they Said eh I don't yeah. Know I don't, nah, you aren't winning.
0: Yeah. So,
1: that, but I always watch it. Though. I always get sucked in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the figure, to me, like, you know, some some Olympic sports, I, I always tell myself, like, these are the best of the best at whatever they're doing, you know? But some of them, they make it look so easy. I'm like, you know, I – couldn't i be on the national curling team if i just put my mind to it a little bit you know but we i probably couldn't but figure skating like it, it just it just looks i don't know how anybody does it right you know i don't like putting in even if you do it you know eight hours a day for 15 years like how still how are you jumping up and twirling around and landing on one skate mm-hmm. like it's how do you even start that you right. know like i you, you would think the first time you do it and you bash your head that you'd be like, all right, I'm not going to do this anymore. Right. So, just like the willpower to get up and keep doing it is just like craziness. So, that is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But,. And and like luge and bobsled and you know the fast the like speed stuff like that I really like those are cool and like the speed skating because I like watching those when they do the turns they're like you know rubbing up against the ice that's that's cool
1: yeah but. yeah I mean I'll no I'll pretty much watch everything even even that one where they're cross-country game then they have yeah. the pellet gun yeah the biathlon Bi- yeah yeah yeah. i mean yeah that gets intense because they're they're exhausted and they're trying to aim that fucking pellet gun or whatever the hell it is yeah and yeah they're getting all shaky like their arms are shaking i don't know yeah. i think it's intense
0: it's pretty cool
1: do you prefer winter or summer
0: I usually prefer the summer. I mean, the, the winter, I love the winter, but you I'll usually end up watching more of the summer just with, um, track and field. Mm-hmm. And, um, there, I mean, you know, there's just so many of the track and field events and then I always like the gymnastics in this summer, the, oh, yeah. the, the women's gymnastics and the men's gymnastics. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess when I think about it, in the winter, like between the skating and luge and bobsled, and like I'll even watch some hockey in the winter, oh, yeah. just because, like I don't know what the hell's going on or why the hell I should care most of the time. But
1: I'll I'll boarding is awesome, also. Yeah, yeah, snowboarding is really exciting.
0: I uh, I I don't know why I just I don't know where it came up, but I just saw the video from. I think it was the 2010 games or 2006 games where um, Lindsay Jacob Ellis was about to win the snowboarding gold and she did like she like showboated a little bit on the last jump mm-hmm. and she fell uh. and the person passed her and she ended up getting silver i think and like she was just blowing away the next person but she did this and it wasn't even like a it was it was a race it wasn't even like a you know a skills show off type thing it was mm-hmm. just a race but she was so far ahead she just tried to grab her snowboard and kick her legs up into the air and hurt she didn't she landed awkwardly and fell and that was it and i just oh man
1: do you think that haunts her
0: i it has to i mean i, I don't know probably at this point she's probably let it go but you can there's no way because i mean silver medal at the olympics is pretty awesome but it's not gold right you know and it's not like you did your your absolute best and you just came up a little bit short like you had it and then you decided to do something stupid and you blew it you know I think I don't I don't think she probably regrets getting silver I think she probably just regrets losing it in that way you know like why didn't I just keep my head down and celebrate afterwards mm-hmm. you know it's all that work and effort and years of training and countless hours on the slope and then you just give it away in a split second I don't know
1: well there's an article I just looked it up There's an article uh, in the New York Times from 2018 uh, titled "The The Haunting of Lindsay Jacob Ellis."
0: Okay, well, I guess there you go. It does it does haunt her. Yeah, she's not dead, is she? No, I hope
1: not. No, she's uh, 32 and uh, works with a mental coach, (laughs) so. Oh yeah, gosh! And a sports psychologist.
0: Oh no. man, or yeah. So it probably haunts her, and she's going to have a rough time for a long time. Right. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of, not to change the subject. Did you have more you wanted to say about that? Because I'm going to change the subject here.
1: Change the subject because this, yeah, change
0: it. Not, nothing uplifting, so don't expect to be uplifted here. Right. But we were talking about the band Brad the other day. Yeah. I just found out today that Sean Smith, the lead singer of Brad, died last year. You just—I thought you knew that. I—you knew it. Yeah. Why really? didn't you mention it when I was talking about him the other night? Because I thought it was fucking common knowledge. No. Yeah. He died yeah. April fifth, twenty nineteen, and I'm like trying to think back, like, okay, what the hell was I doing on April fifth? It was a Friday, right? And you know, I—I I don't know. I mean, I was going out and. Uh, hanging out or whatever but like I, I don't know how i missed that he died yeah because sure. I, I was just thinking like after you and i were talking about it i was like all right well maybe there's going to be a new brad album coming out because they you know it's been a few years since they released one but i guess that's not going to happen now mm-hmm. and he was only like 53
1: yeah yeah a really young i think it was complication from diabetes right
0: uh, yeah, like diabetes or heart disease or yeah. something like that, yeah, yeah, so i I read that today because I was reading a article about Stone Gossard and it just mentioned because in in the article it said like Chris Cornell's gone and Sean Smith is gone, and I was like, Sean Smith's gone where the heck, what the hell happened to Sean Smith, and I looked it up and I, oh jeez,
1: yeah. a, a rough few years,
0: yeah, yeah, you're not kidding so. Anyway, but there's five Brad albums out there to check out mm-hmm. and that have his his good work on them. So. All right, man. I'm going to take a break and go make myself another Old Fashioned. I'll be right back. Okay. All right, man. The second one's just as good as the first.
1: Excellent. Excellent. I can hear the ice
0: clinking. Yeah, it's it's no laying ice, but at least it's there for right now. Right. When you make a drink, do you replace the citrus in it? If you refill, will you put a new piece of citrus in it?
1: Uh, any cocktail I make has has new everything.
0: Yeah, new everything. Yeah, yeah. that that seemed like it seemed like the thing. Like I, it all that was left was the piece of citrus, and I was like, eh, it, I, am it, It's probably fine, but I should just get something new and put it in. Yeah.
1: there. So. yeah, because I mean the it. That'll have fresh oils from the peel, right. and all will yeah. make it pop a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and um, I, I see the attraction. I see the cocktail attraction for sure, though. I mean, they're fun to make, mm-hmm. and there's so many different ways that you can go with them, you know? Yeah,
1: and... yeah. I mean, when you look at it, a lot of cocktails, they, uh, they follow a... Um, uh, Like a same code. Right. uh, Yeah. uh, And then you just have uh, variations. So, right. And and I mean, those variations can be almost uh, anything you want.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that we've talked before about how, um, sometimes when i go to the grocery store particularly in produce well in meat for sure but particularly in produce too which is kind of ridiculous because there's so many options sometimes i want more options Mm -hmm. you know like i'm looking around at all the fruit and all the vegetables and i'm like i don't want that i don't want that i don't want you know and i want like there's 20 different vegetables there how many freaking vegetables do you need you know but sometimes I'm just bored and I just want something new. But, like, with cocktails, it seems like you can – like, because you can get – you w- just with the base alcohol, there's so many different alcohols that you can go with. Mm-hmm. And then there's so many different, um, you know, you sweet things that you can put in there. Mm-hmm. And then if you go with, like, different fruits that you put in there, you go savory or, you know, you can have um, – Different yeah terms. right a vodka drink that's sweeter a vodka drinks that that's savory you know and one and then you start adding other juices and stuff to it and it's just like yeah the I mean it, it is almost like infinite you know the I think the and maybe maybe you can say whether it's true or not but the the difficulty would be like choosing what you want to make and then remembering what you like. You know, you want to I, I'm always torn on like, you know, I want to get I want to have what I like, but I always, I also want to try new things, you know?
1: Well, I mean, and that's why I love the cocktails, dude, because there's so much shit out there. You, right. You need to drink in order to figure out what you like. So right. Yeah. There's a lot of taste testing involved and it's fun also, I Yeah. So much out there. And the thing is, is to, to always try different combinations because some combinations of, of, uh, liqueurs you, you might not like in one drink, <laughs> But if you have it in a different drink, it's really oh awesome.
0: yeah, that's, so yeah, that's a good point. I yeah. didn't think of that. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it depends on how the union is, and one right one might enhance the other. One might um, kind of uh, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? detract. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it might uh often it up. So
0: right, yeah.
1: Like if you have a really bitter liqueur like Campari, which is a popular bitter liqueur, um um and if you add um some type of of um uh, you no, know, amaro or vermouth in it, it it uh, it'll it'll uh Softening it up and all of a sudden you're like hey campari isn't that bad actually
0: right yeah yeah so i i mean i don't know i'll i'll i i'm i've been getting more into cocktails since we've been doing this podcast mm-hmm. and um you know making this old-fashioned is uh it's fun so and i got i got this fancy new glass that i gotta <laughs> i gotta drink out of right
1: so. uh-huh.
0: I, I don't know if I'm gonna go full uh full Brian crawl four hundred bottles of alcohol in my uh, Florida room, but experimentation yeah well I mean yep. one of the things is you get hooked I um, I, I can definitely see how yeah. that can happen for and, sure.
1: And often often you'll read about a cocktail yeah. that has a specialized ingredient. oh right uh, and you'll buy a bottle of it and you're like, Oh shit, so what else can I make with this? And, <laughs> right. and yeah, and uh, with proper uh research, you find that there's tons of cocktails uh, because a lot of these liqueurs they've been around for hundreds of years, so people right. have been, they might be kind of newer to us. Now, because we're just getting access or they're, you know, they were popular in the early 1900s and kind of faded away in the 50s, but then they're making a comeback. Um, like, it may seem new to us now, but they were always there. Right. I love classic cocktails, old cocktails. You kind of see what... Um, what was popular back
0: then right yeah yeah well i i even you know i when i was when i was reading about different cocktails um trying to decide what i wanted to make for tonight um they were there were a few that had like pickled onions in them yeah mm-hmm. you know, and i just you know i'm i'm just reading this and thinking like do i do i want to drink something that has like pickled onion juice in it like does that sound good but then i thought well you know people have been drinking it for a long time so there must be something to it
1: it is awesome
0: yes yeah so i don't know we'll see but uh at least i got a i got a nice bottle of bourbon and some bitters to (laughs) to start with there you go maybe step two is to invest in some laying ice
1: i just um made a cocktail this weekend with um bay leaf uh syrup. so so I took bay leaf. this um recipe wanted fresh bay leaf, but I've never seen them actually.
0: so yeah, I just see the dry you and you mean bay leaf, right? not bay leaves. bay leaf but bay leaf right. <laughs> bay leaf.
1: Bay okay. leaf as in. No,
0: and the dried crap you always put in soup and then take out exactly.
1: And it uh ended up really really awesome. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: hmm. Did, so, did you you did you make you said it was syrup? Did you you made the syrup first? Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, and it's super easy. It's just water then- and sugar, and you heat it up and mix it until all the sh- sugar is.
0: Dissolved. So you're... But then don't you have to be careful about breaking the bay leaf in there?
1: No. Um, what happens is I make the syrup first. Uh, I put it in the freezer for two hours to cool it off. Then I put the bait leaf in it. Oh, okay. Um, and then to get the bay leaf extraction out of it i put it in a blender then i strained it
0: ah okay yeah yeah
1: yes so um
0: yeah you need you need a strainer man strainers are strainers are important
1: well yeah and i actually uh, uh because the leaves were Really chopped up. I used uh, cheesecloth. Cheese oh, okay. Cheesecloth cl- yeah. cheese is underestimated. It's a very a- excellent strainer.
0: Yeah, it is. And I see. I I don't know if I've ever actually even used cheesecloth because it's sometimes kind of hard to find.
1: Uh, yeah, I've got I, I've got like eight yards of it. So. Oh, do you? <laughs> okay. Of
0: well, Of course, you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cocktails, man. Yeah, heck yeah!
0: Do you do you make anything with molasses? I have. Um, um, I usually, if I do, it's a
1: pomegranate molasses. Okay. Or, yeah,
0: I, I was just thinking about molasses the other day. Do. You, uh, I mean, this is a very specific thing that nobody cares about, but if Adam listens to this, he might remember this. Me, you, me, you and Adam were hanging out one time and we were talking about stuff in my pantry and he's like, where's the molasses? <laughs> and I told him right where it was. And he's like, I didn't think you actually had molasses. I've never <laughs> known you <who> had molasses. <laughs> yeah, I got molasses. Sure. It's, it's in there. Oh, wow. So, so
1: did your old fashioned ha- have a uh, simple syrup in it?
0: No, I read about the simple syrup versus uh, sugar debate. Okay. And from what the, the people that I read came down on the muddled sugar side instead of the simple syrup side. Do you have an opinion?
1: Um, um, I equate sugar. So the original version had sugar in it. Um, one of the only problems is is that if you don't proper so so an old fashioned will be stirred not shaken right so to get the sugar dissolved is kind of irritating and um, it was a lot of work
0: it was a lot of work right so
1: so I actually will use a homemade uh syrup um, okay, so, so which works well?
0: Yeah, yeah. I just I didn't want to the the I I found a couple different recipes that had different differing amounts of syrup, but the mm-hmm. the ones with the sugar just had a pretty consistent. You know, put a half teaspoon of sugar in there or a sugar cube or something, right? And work with that. So and like I don't even really taste the sweetness in this as much. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But um, I, I you you mostly make your own syrups, right? Yeah, always. Yeah, so oh, I mean, I'm, it is
1: I'm, so easy. It's so easy.
0: Yeah, but how? I mean, do you make a lot and then store it?
1: Yeah. Uh huh.
0: How do you store well, I, it uh, in the fridge? Yeah.
1: Yes. This- Uh, put it in the fridge. I have a bunch of uh condiment bottles. Um, I don't always use it all. I there's some wastage there, but I mean, I try to
0: it's just sugar and water, so
1: right. I try to just make uh uh, make about a cup at a time, half a cup at a time,
0: so yeah, um, yeah,
1: because not every cocktail has it so
0: right right well all apologies to those of you who don't give a shit about cocktails or who don't drink because i'm sure the last eight or nine minutes have been incredibly boring for you but it's entertaining to me and i like to to uh, access brian's uh deep cocktail knowledge here here's an
1: advertisement Cocktails are awesome. Alcohol is awesome. We are living in an era where it's great to drink. We have access to so many different types of alcohol that our grandparents, great grandparents couldn't dream of. Okay. Right. That they may have only seen traveling in Italy and France, Germany, Japan, wherever. Are now over here, and it's it's fantastic. I mean, you can literally make anything you want. Things that you possibly read about only fifteen years ago, you can make now because we have access to it. So yeah, it's great. Responsibly, though, you don't have to get hammered. That is the beauty of cocktails, you drink them because they taste good not to get fucked up. You can't oh, get fucked up. Really? I mean, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I can yeah. pound down cocktails because they taste good, but but I find with cocktails, there's an appreciation of all the layers of flavor and I, mean, yeah. I just want to sip it and watch it, watch it evolve and taste the breakdown. And yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I will say drinking a cocktail, I mean, it's by nature, just by looking at it, you can tell it's something to be sipped because Mm -hmm. it's only, like you know, two, two and a half ounces or whatever. Right. As opposed to like, you know, I, I pour a pint of beer and I immediately start drinking it and, you know, I want to get to the bottom before it gets warm and, oh, you know, sure. I'm, I'm not going to stop it one or two, you know. So, um, but we're also in the, you know, obviously, you know, the golden age of cocktails, but the golden age of beer, too, which, you know, I, I'm I'm always torn on do I want a beer or do I want a cocktail? Because there's so many good beers out there, too, oh, yeah. you know, and but, you know, I, I can I can have you know two cocktails for a third of the calories of one heavy beer right. you know which yeah i mean okay i'm counting calories i whatever but mm-hmm. it's you know when you get down to like the flavor and the alcohol content and all of that like there it's just a lot of different things to consider right. and if you can if you can find a cocktail that you can enjoy as much as a beer, then, you know, you can go to a cocktail. Plus it, they, like you said, they are just fun to make, you know, Mm -hmm. like beer is fine. I I don't, I'm never going to say no to a beer, but like just the ritual of making a cocktail is, is a lot of fun. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. um, There's an art to it. It it is. Right. Yeah. I I mean, yeah.
0: And I I can, I can definitely see how even, I mean, at this point it's, probably pretty difficult to invent anything new you know i mean i mean i'm sure some people do but Mm -hmm. really it's like you know subbing out uh an ingredient this for that or whatever Mm -hmm. but you know you can make variations on things and you know you can even you know you can invent your own cocktails or whatever or you know switch it up so you think you're inventing them or i don't know it, it definitely can be fun to play with. How many things do you think you have in your cabinet that you've only used a couple of times?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, there's a handful. I mean, um, yeah. yeah, I'm really into uh, Amaro, which are like Italian-age wines, whatever. Um, there's a few. There's a few I've only used a couple times um, uh, I'm trying to think of one no I oh uh, there's one that I have it's called Bonal and and I bought it two years ago and I only used it in three drinks and okay. then I started to drink it on its own like two weeks ago so. yeah. <laughs> um, no not that it's n- not good it's just i bought it for that drink yeah and then i forgot about it and that often happens uh
0: right yeah especially with his with as much stuff as you have
1: right yes yeah. so and i'm uh, i have add when it comes to alcohol i right like a get something, but I always want the the next item. So
0: right, um, yeah. You have this, but I want to try something new. Exactly,
1: right exactly. I've been trying to rein it in, and it can get that way with um, bitters. Bitters. There's so many more bitters out there. Craft bitters. There's all of this. Um, like it used to be angostura bitters and that was pretty much it now there's all these options weird bitters out there so um just those few drops can can alter things also yeah you have in your old fashioned, right
0: yeah i got the angostura bitters in here um i went i when i went to the liquor store to buy them tonight the I was talking to the guy working and I was like, so, you know, are you guys holding up okay in here? Are you guys still getting business? And he's like, oh yeah, it's been real busy. And he said, I had, the other day I had a couple that came in and they bought a bottle of vodka that they were going to use for hand sanitizer. (laughs) (laughs) They they bought spray bottles and they were going to put it in spray bottles and use it as hand sanitizer. Right. And I thought, well, I mean... That's one way to do it, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: you can you can go get some soft soap for what you know a tenth of the price, and get the same result. But if you think you need to spray vodka on your hands, then go right ahead.
1: Well, unfortunately, it won't work because it's only eighty. Yeah, I was going to say
0: it's not. I don't know if it's high percent. Yeah, you
1: want uh, something between sixty and seventy, and at sixty percent you're getting into some like barrel strength whiskeys and at that yeah point, you don't want to waste it putting it on your uh, on your right hands I, th- I think the highest proof that i have of a of a bourbon is i think 138 proof uh, okay but really for the people out there and i mean you probably are know this already if you're going to make homemade hand san- sanitizer you're b- buying everclear grain alcohol right
0: yeah. right right yeah i i will say you know it, i i've covered my um obsession with hand sanitizer in previous episodes but there have been numerous days where i've considered just Putting a couple squirts of hand sanitizer on my tongue in the the middle of the workday. Jeez, I've had enough today. Can I just have some hand sanitizer? Well, a lot of that... I I haven't done it. I haven't done it, but I've thought about it. Well,
1: I mean, it might be from like Four Roses, actually, because a lot of those (laughs) like cleaners come from bad batches of of, uh, alcohol from distilleries. Are you making that up? Really? Yes. They sell it. If the um, uh, the distilling process didn't work out, if the um, batch was fucked up somehow, but the alcohol is in it, they will sell it to, you know, fucking...
0: Purell or
1: whatever? Yeah. yeah, um, Nice. Clorox... Wherever. Yeah. yeah Buys that.
0: Shit. Yeah. All right. Well, then, then that that seals the deal. Next time, next time I want to put a squirt of it, I'm just doing. Yes, it.
1: it's just alcohol and aloe, probably, right?
0: Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I I did ask my boss one time if I could get a bar cart like Don Draper had in Mad Men.
1: No, oh, bar carts are fucking awesome.
0: Oh hell yeah. Can you have, imagine having a bar cart in your office? Oh god. It was like I need a bar cart and a couch. Yes. And he, he said, "Okay, you get the couch approved, then you can have the bar cart." And I was like, "Nobody's going to approve either one of them." Did you he try said, it? I I I asked him and I asked him to, you know, go to bat for me and he didn't. So <laughs> I don't know. I guess they probably don't want you know, students coming in and talking to a, an assistant dean of students who's had four old fashions by breakfast, by, you know, lunch. Yeah. So it's probably not a,
1: at lunch, though, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I could if, if I took a lunch, I just kind of stand at my desk all day and whatever. But. Right. My favorite day of the year is there's a summer quarter graduation celebration Mm -hmm. where I have to go and hand out diplomas, and I get to eat, and then I have, like, three beers, and then I go back to my office for a couple of hours after that. You should. Best best two hours of the year.
1: Right. Um, For lunch, you should bust out a peanut butter and jelly and an old-fashioned. And just see (laughs) see if anybody says anything.
0: Here I you might you may not know this but I am on more than 7 months now without a peanut butter and jelly 7 months 7 months That's without a peanut butter and jelly I've ne- I haven't gone my entire life without seven without a peanut butter for 7 months without a peanut butter and jelly You jealous? I just Huh? No, no, I don't even I don't even remember they exist anymore. Yeah. But it it was just getting too ridiculous. Like I would have one. I at one point I was eat, seriously eating like four or five peanut butter and jellies a day. Right. So, you know, when I get to that point with things, I I just have to. I can't. I can't have any. Well, I mean, you know mean, well, there's, there's no like I can have one or there's not going to be any one or two. Right. It's like I I just can't have it. So.
1: Well, I mean, one, wouldn't hurt you tonight.
0: Fuck you. <laughs> Don't you remember our, our conversation about peer pressure last time? I'm not having any peanut butter and jelly. We don't ever peer pressure each other. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Thanks for your support on the no peanut butter and jelly thing. That's what I'm but here for, yeah.
1: right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Got your back. Peanut, peanut butter and jelly. And now I'm I'm well over a month on the uh, on the no Diet Coke thing either. So we talked about my addiction in the first or second episode, and now we're Diet Coke free. Wow. Yeah,
1: Man, I have crazy. I have to be honest. I I've had some.
0: Yeah. In. Yep. I nothing. And know. I've added
1: popcorn to that. The fucking movie theater butter popcorn. So
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I popped some popcorn just in a in a pot on the stove the other night. Uh, and it, it's so much fun. You just spray the bottom of the pot with a little uh, vegetable spray, mm-hmm. and then put the kernels in there and shake them over the over the fire, and it starts popping. It's so much fun, and healthy too, because we didn't put any butter or salt or anything on it, and just nice and crunchy and delicious.
1: Health, yes, we're all about health.
0: Heck yeah! There you go. That's that's why I'm. That's why I just polished off my second old fashioned you know, <laughs> in an hour.
1: As you're drinking liquid carcinogens from the barrel uh, uh, ashes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Maybe I'll just switch to beer then. I I was watching. Uh, we got to. Re- we're going long here, but that's all right. I'm sure everybody's entertained. Right. Uh, I was watching. Uh, my son Brian and I are still on this Cheers kick, mm-hmm. and I got him. I got him hooked on it now. But just watching the beer that they pour, and they they don't. They, it's just always like, give me a beer, right? And yeah, like, a beer. They don't care what <laughs> the hell kind of beer it yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's all the same to them. And that's you know that just goes back to like the the like earlier like watered down whatever happened to good beer, you know saying that we were in for decades before the craft beer revolution. Yep. So that's the problem with the cocktails though. You know, there's so many good beers to try. You do you drink a beer. Or do you drink a cocktail? You can have both. You that's, you need to alternate. Yep. You need to alternate. That's it. All right. I think we made it through our first episode, our first remote episode, our first of probably what will be quite a few to come first episodes. Yeah. Or, episodes, you mean. But we did it. Uh, are you drinking anything? I am. I am having Colonel
1: E.H. Taylor Small Batch Bourbon. Um, it is very good. I've had one neat. And then I recently poured one with yours truly, laying ice. And <laughs> it was extra, re- extra refreshing, and it definitely made my drink happy and it uh, made my mouth even happier. So laying ice is the only way to go.
0: Drink it. Keep it cold. Yep. That that uh, that drink that I made about 31 minutes ago, all the ice is gone. See?
1: laying ice wouldn't have that.
0: Although, to be fair, all the drink is gone, too. So that might have, <laughs> that might have something to do with it. <laughs> All right. You you listen to another hour of more later. Uh, Remote this time. Brian, not quite in the Florida room, but close. Me, nowhere near the Florida room in an undisclosed location. Um, But come back on Monday for another great episode and more scintillating topics. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.